as an experienced printmaker can learn unbelievable amounts from beginning printmakers. Like that empowers people. Hello, print friends, and welcome. I'm your host, Miranda Metcalf. Each week, I chat with artists who use print-based media to do something beyond the expected. This is a bilingual podcast, so if you subscribe to us, you'll be getting episodes in English with me, as well as in Spanish with Ronaldo Gilzambrano. Together, we speak to printmakers around the globe about their practice and passions in the world of printmaking. Hello, Print Friend is brought to you by Speedball Art Products who've been offering a diverse range of high-quality products to your creative practice since 1997. But we all know that those products do not use themselves, which is why Speedball works with a fantastic lineup of contemporary printmakers who make up the Speedball team of demo artists. Artists like Zach Smith, an artist printmaker originally from Utah. And just like his online persona, a human boy, he is in fact a human boy. He was also the recipient of a print fellowship at the Charles Adams Studio Project in Lubbock, Texas, where he was responsible for planning and running community print workshops and the processes of screen print, relief, and letterpress. Some of the more heavily featured animals in his practice are prairie dogs, horses, salmon, and his most recent obsession, slugs. So if you want to learn a few tricks of the trade and expand and improve your practice, head on over to Speedball's YouTube channel and see how it's done with Zach Smith. There's a link in the show notes. My guest this week is Robin Smith, the founder of Print Day in May, an international event in celebration of printmaking in all its forms, from lithographs to penguin footprints. We talk about its evolution over the last 15 years, its surprising early connections to the Kentucky Derby, and some of the most rewarding things about taking on a global project such as this. We'll also talk about the ways in which you, as printmakers, can participate and perhaps even win prizes from her sponsors. So, without further ado, sit back, relax, and prepare to go off to the races with Robin Smith. Hi, Robin. How's it going? Good, Miranda. How are you? I'm really good. I'm really excited to talk with you and about your project, Print Day in May. It's been on my radar for a few years now, um, even as I've been kind of living and traveling outside of the United States. But as we'll get into, that's because it is very much an international event. And I'm just really keen to sit down and hear its story. So thanks for joining me. Oh, my pleasure. And it's just wonderful when I find out that Print Day in May is known by someone that I haven't told about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. really I have that same feeling about the podcast as well. You know, <laughs> when I meet yeah. someone who who's known and listens and I'm just like, wow, and you're yeah. not my mom, you know? <laughs> exactly. exactly, yes. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Well, before we get into that whole story, would you mind introducing yourself and letting people know who you are, where you are, and what you do? Absolutely. Thank you. I'm Robin Smith, and I live right outside of Santa Cruz, California. Um, I am recently retired from Monterey Peninsula College, where I ran the two-dimensional fine arts program for 30 years. And I'm a painter and printmaker, both. I began my art career as a painter and sculptor and eventually got involved in printmaking 
in the, I would say in the eighties and, um, and have, you know, obviously gotten hooked and Mm -hmm. continued my whole life. Um, I'm also a very avid horseback rider. If anybody's interested, we can talk (laughs) horses and, um, yeah, that's pretty much me. I have a studio called Blue Mouse Studios in Aptos, California, and I teach workshops out of Blue Mouse. And before the pandemic, I did a lot of international travel, bringing groups of artists and um, and printmakers, sometimes specifically, to other countries to do workshops and touring. Oh, but wow. we'll see if we'll see if that continues. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would. um, I feel like, yeah, we'll we'll might have to to keep chatting about that, um, you know, off off air, because I that's something that has always been really intriguing to me and something that I've always thought would be a wonderful thing to organize because I've, you know, lived abroad and traveled a lot through printmaking and just have found um, the generosity of printmakers around the world to be Daggering, you know, just that like is very true. That is very true. And in grad school, I was actually in uh, sculpture, so I was a ceramic sculptor, and that's when I found that community mm-hmm. was in, you know, sitting around waiting for the kiln to, you know, fire off in the middle of the night, and you know, baking pizza on top of the kiln <laughs> because you know painters are solitary, and I had been a painter, and then when I became when I got involved in clay, that's when I found that community and then found that, wow, it's also in printmaking. And a lot of it is because the equipment is, you know, it's so equipment heavy, not everybody has equipment, so you have to share. And so sharing is a big part of it. And what I found by doing international travel with printmakers is that you don't have to speak the same language because Mm. the language is art and printmaking. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very exciting to uh, to keep that community going across the world, which is what Print Day in May is all about. Absolutely. I think that's maybe part of the reason why I connected to the idea of it so much when I heard about it is because I have been fortunate enough to also live that and, you know, know that if you show up somewhere and walk into a studio, you know, you'll have family there. It's just Absolutely. it's amazing. It's wonderful. It's absolutely miraculous. And to know that literally, if you only have two word, you know, actual verbal words in common, your entire body still speaks the same language as the other person. Mm, mm, I love that. It's it. uh, It just makes for an extraordinary international community and really has that power, at least for me, to continually reinforce the goodness of other humans. You know, I mean, it, and that's such a powerful experience, um, as we say, particularly in this day and age, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think maybe the, the best place to start would just be like, what is print day in May? <laughs> you know, what's like yeah. if, if you uh, run into someone, um, you know, and uh, the checkout line at Trader Joe's and they were to ask <laughs> yeah. you, you know, what would you say? Right. And you've got like two seconds to answer. Yeah. Um, yes. Print day in May is an annual global event. It is fully participatory by anyone in the world. 
and there is no charge for it. Um, People can participate in a myriad of ways. Basically, the idea is that for a 24-hour period, uh, people all across the globe make prints, and they can blog about it on our blog, they can um, put it on their social media, they can put it on our social media, or they can just do it themselves and not tell anyone about it. But the idea is that printmakers all over the world for 24 hours are making prints, they're doing something they love. And I always feel like if you approach the world with love, that's a really powerful thing that we are putting out into the world. And so the idea that tens of thousands of people are doing what they love at the same time, it just makes me feel like we're contributing to the world. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I think it would be very, very easy for me to just totally lean into my uh, hippie woo woo nature and talk about like what you're releasing into the world. Um, but I, I, you know, not to go f- too far down the rabbit hole, but I think, you know, I think that the collective subconscious is something that is, is real and that has been, um, you know, studied. And so that idea that you can put intention uh, into the atmosphere and see some, see effects from it is a, is a beautiful, interesting thing. And, I I think that, as you say, people doing what they love. And of course, people do love printmaking so much. Like you can feel that from from people. It's uh, and that's what, of course, connects people across language and cultural barriers. That's all there for sure. It is. And and I am really not very woo woo. Although (laughs) Although I do live in Santa Cruz, so I clearly appreciate that. Um, I'm really quite a practical gal. Um, However, I really feel that taking the time to um, indulge in one's passion that doesn't hurt anybody Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, is uh, is something that is infectious. And so all these people taking a break and thinking about it and planning and being with others and checking in and saying, what are you going to do that day? And what are you doing today? And how did it go? It's, it's like this wave of positivity that comes through art Mm -hmm. and there can't really be anything better than that. Yeah. I know it's described as, you know, kind of watching the ball drop in New Year's Eve, because of course it is global. And so can you kind of just describe, you know, what does a print day in May look like, you know, as the uh, as the sun rises on printing beds across the world? (laughs) Well, it's it's kind of amazing. I mean, this did not start as this kind of event. It grew and we can talk about that. But what it is now for me and and for the print day in May team each year is that we're in California. So we're sort of in the middle of the time zones, I guess. So we wake up in the morning and go to our computers or our phones and Australia has already printed. So 
we there are posts everywhere you know australia new zealand all that area has already printed and so we see posts about print parties and about the solitary printmaker who didn't have much time yesterday so she went down to the ocean and made footprints in the sand and we see pictures of the footprints mm-hmm. and then each hour as we go we get more and more posts from various parts of the world and then sudden you know now it's it's california time and we're getting in the studio and so some people are watching us work when they've already worked and some people are just waking up hawaii is just waking up and then they're printing long after we've been printing mm-hmm. so it's just it is a lot like new year's eve but you know without the craziness and the alcohol yeah. uh, although you know we do encourage any any anything that makes you print well and happily is fine. <laughs> and there are, you know, often, well, in the United States, you know, it, it, we do it on the first Saturday in May every year. And that's just so that everybody knows that whatever their first Saturday is, is print day in May. It's not a, a definitive date. Um, I mean, it is every year, but they know. So it's a lot. It's modeled on the Kentucky Derby, which is the first Saturday in May every year. So in the very beginning, when it was a very local situation, um, it involved watching the Derby and um, and drinking mint juleps or whatever. Um, also to celebrate the Derby. Um, It is way morphed beyond that. Yeah. yeah. But people do have print parties all over the world and 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 plan things a year in advance for the following year. And then there are people who just say, you know, I'm in my studio and I've been wanting to do this edition and I'm taking the day to do it. Or I've invited my next door neighbors over to see what I do all the time. And the kids are making potato prints, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, good. that's so interesting because yeah, I feel like that that circles back a little bit to the uh, the horse side of <laughs> exactly. of your passions as well, and that's like okay, okay, I see how it's all coming together. But yeah, okay. it, it it reminds me, um, you know, we talked to Des McMahon from uh, Limerick Printmakers maybe last year. I think it was like episode ninety five, and they do a twenty four hour print marathon. Um, is part of what they do. And they definitely like specifically say that they need the libations to keep up for the 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. you know, um, indulging and printing, um, you know, it goes hand in it hand. does. It can. Yeah. It definitely can. Yeah. Um, so, so it's so, so it's interesting how, you know, it started kind of with this, this, uh, connection to the Kentucky Derby. And so, of course, that's why it was the first Saturday in May. But, um, what was kind of your, motivation and that that journey to say like okay like I'm going to start something and then how did you go about doing that well it really started so innocently and we had no idea that this was going to happen but I was teaching uh printmaking among other things at Monterey Peninsula College in Monterey California and we had a an amazing program that just kept growing um one of the amazing things about community college is that you end up connecting and working with adults, people, not just college age students, but a lot of students who come back to school for one reason or another. And because we had great equipment and good teachers, and it was a really ripe community, very quickly, I began working with a lot of women my age who got hooked on printmaking. And so together, we kind of grew as artists and, and printmakers. And 
So at one point in 2007, um, a lot of my students had started getting their own presses and they were ancillarily coming to class, but really working on their own a lot. And so I was kind of like, I want to corral you guys. You know, we, I don't want you all dispersing. Mm. So we were having a weekend of printing together, which I could do because I could just open the facilities and have people, we had a print club that we, um, that I founded and that allowed us to be, to use the, the school facilities. So we were all having a print day on one Saturday and there were about, oh, a dozen of us, maybe a few more. And we just started talking and I said, you know, we should all do this in our own studios, invite some others, and then we can just call each other on the phone. I mean, this was 2007. <laughs> right. So it's like we didn't, there was no Instagram. And it was like, we'll just call up and say, hey, what are you doing? And uh, maybe we can send some pictures to each other. So we thought, well, what day should we do it? We should do it. You know, uh, basically, we decided May because it rhymed print day in May. It was a good rhyme. Yeah. And then we said, well, you know, a Saturday or a Sunday. And I said, well, let's do it on Derby Day. It'll be great. So that's how it started. And then we did it again the following year. We had a good time. And then we did it again the following year. And our print community at school had been getting larger because at that time, the school was supportive of bringing in outside printmakers for workshops and things like that. We were growing the program. So everybody who came in to do a workshop or, or teach a lecture, or if we did a field trip somewhere, we invited them to join us on print day in May. And so that's how it started growing outside of Monterey and Santa Cruz. And, um, and then it just kept mushrooming. And then a student would say, hey, um, I could start a website. Okay, great. Do yeah. a website, you know, and it, so it just, um, it just grew and grew and grew. And then as my international practice grew, um, we got more people. So if I went to Iceland and worked with the printmakers in Reykjavik, then they would do it the following year. And if I went to Australia and worked at, with printmakers in Adelaide or in, in Queenstown, Tasmania, then the following year, they were doing it. And then they were telling their friends. And um, so that's how it mushroomed. And it uh, it has continued, and I've been at one point. My goal was I want to get printmakers from all fifty U.S. states. Mm -hmm. Okay, that took two years, and then that happened, and then how many countries can we get, and can we do all seven continents? And the year that we got someone who sent us penguin footprints from Antarctica was like, oh my God, it's on seven <laughs> Like We are truly international. We really would like to get the guys on the space station to do it, but <gasps> we've tried and they're very busy up there. I so yes, but yeah. Oh man, I know. It's I, that's a great one. But yeah. If anybody out there has access to that or wants to make a project out of getting those uh, the astronauts on board, please do it. I just don't have the time and bandwidth <laughs> right now, but boy, would that be great. Oh, that would be so, so cool. Yeah. So that's how the whole thing happened. And then eventually, um, I have to say, uh, I would go to all the printmaking conferences, the Southern Graphics mm -hmm. Council Conference and things like that, and got hooked up with um, a woman named Christina Pumo, who was quite a bit younger than I am, and worked at the time for Akua Color, 
and uh, Speedball. And she came up with the hashtag idea of, because I was like, this is getting too big. I need sponsors. I need somebody to help me with this because the demand is bigger than what I can do. And so she had this idea that if people hashtagged um, Akua and Speedball on social media, then they could win prizes. They could basically be selected and get products from Akua and Speedball. And I was like, well, let's try that. So we did that one year and that was huge. And so then it was like, well, we've got a sponsorship uh, model. So we started soliciting sponsors and it's a great win-win because all we do is provide, you know, let people know that if they hashtag these sponsors, then they might be able to get product. Mm -hmm. And so that really um, increased our reach exponentially because the sponsors then used their mailing lists to let people know about print day in May. So it was a really good uh, synergetic relationship. And then I got hooked up with Cranfield Colors in uh, Wales. And that happened through uh, one of the print conferences. I, I met Michael Crane, who is the um, owner manager of Cranfield and we got along really well. And I happened to be going to Somerset in England that summer to do a print workshop. And he happens to live in Bath and his workshop, his factory is there. And uh, so he then sent ink to the place that I was working in Somerset for them to use. I got hooked on that ink. It's so spectacular. It became my favorite working tool. I went to visit the factory by the following year. They were sponsoring Print Day in May big time. They actually gave me a social media person. They gave me all kinds of um, wonderful access to uh, Europe that I hadn't had before. So that was a fabulous relationship. Plus, they were sponsoring me to do workshops with their ink because I loved their Caligo Safe Wash ink. And so I became like an athlete wearing their shoes. (laughs) And that was spectacular. And And that was supposed to be what I was going to do in my retirement from Monterey Peninsula College. But then the pandemic hit and that part of it is, I'm not going to say over, but it has been suspended. Yeah. Um, but Cranfield is, is a huge part of what we do now on the day. They're wonderful supporters, as is Speedball, as is McLean's printmaking in Oregon. Um, And we've also expanded that reach of sponsorship to include um, organizations like ZMA's printmaking in Massachusetts. And so if you hashtag ZMA's, then what you would get from them is um, workshop admissions and, um, and podcasts and videos and things like that. So we've, you know, we had Anderson Ranch do it one year. So it's it's really terrific. And now I have California Society of Printmakers, mm-hmm. of which I'm on the board. Um, they have helped a lot by 
suggesting team members for me. So this year, four out of five of us are California Society of Printmaker members, and and uh, CSP is offering some prizes to the general public through our hashtag campaign. And so it just keeps growing. So yeah. that's, how it, that's how it's worked. And like I said, it's a complete thrill when you know somebody contacts me cold or I say something about PDIM and they're like, oh, I participated in that last year and I live in Mongolia. It's like, oh, that's so cool. So, so in terms of, yeah, how people actually do participate, is that primarily through the hashtag? So like, let's say like I'm a printmaker and I just got all fired up listening to you because how could I not? <laughs> yeah. um, and all of this idea of the, these great sponsors, this idea of prizes, what's going to be my my next step? Be like, I'm sold, Robin. Sign me up. What do I do? Okay. So my, in my perfect world, what you do is you go to www.printdayinmay.com where one of our phenomenal team members, uh, Carrie Gilbert from Oregon has really worked on our website beautifully this year, along with Roseanne. And um, you see everything in front of you. You can register for the event at no charge. And registration allows you access to our blog. So you can become an author and blog to your heart's content, knowing that people from Print Day in May will be looking um, at your writing or at pictures that you're posting. It also gives you a newsletter, uh, about four or five newsletters a year, whenever I can pull it together. And it also gives you access. It gives all the people on the website access to each other because we are launching a new participants list that can be searched by country, by name, or by um, method, by printmaking methods. So let's say you're going to be in India and you say, I'm going to look at people who do etching in India and find myself, you know, like people that I can go visit. So that is all open to you as a registrant. Um, However, you do not even have to do that. You can say, oh my goodness, I am sick of things in my inbox. (laughs) I just want to print and know that, you know, 40,000 other printmakers are printing at the same time on that day. You just print, Mm -hmm. but you participated. And then there's anything in between. You can look at Instagram posts or Facebook posts or YouTube um, videos and never let us know you're out there. Or you can. And (laughs) the other thing you can do is to uh, participate in this hashtag campaign, which puts you in a position to be looked at by our sponsors and chosen uh, for prizes. So there are uh, tons of levels of this that you can participate in. That sounds very fun. Um, Do you have any, you know, particulars about these prizes that you want to kind of plug? Um, Uh, I know you mentioned some of the sponsors, and I'm sure, you know, there's still some things in motion. But, you know, I mean, obviously, like, like products, like what, what could people kind of expect or or hope to be contacted about if they are, um, you know, looking to get some attention from their work? Yeah. Well, I have just gone to our sponsor page on printdayinmay.com. 
And I can tell you that the California Society of Printmakers is giving away some amazing proprietary fluorescent color inks, uh, litho inks, um, that they've gotten from another uh, source in, I believe, New England. Um, Cranfield always gives good prizes. They are, um, we don't have the specifics yet, but they are a wonderful uh, sort of mid-size business out of uh, the UK, and they make the fabulous Caligo Safe Wash inks, which are water washable inks made of linseed oil that do literally everything that traditional ink does as well, except for lithography, because mm-hmm. that oil and water don't mix thing. But um, everything else, I, I have completely switched to that ink. And I had all my students and when I was at school, the last three years were using that ink. All my, all my uh, blue mouse people use that ink. It's spectacular ink. They also make uh, traditional litho ink and uh, relief and etching ink, and they also make paint. So <laughs> they are usually quite generous with us. And I'm sure they will be again this year, giving a number of prizes. Speedball, of course, the giant Speedball, they're wonderful. They began as our first sponsor and they have hashtags listed that give away specifically Arnhem paper Mm. or Akua color inks or Speedball products. We have Pegasus Art in um, the UK, and they are doing a uh, $50 or 50 euro um, gift voucher to use anything. You know, you can buy anything from them. They are a big supplier. McLean's Printmaking in Oregon, they specialize in relief printing. They are offering a $75 gift certificate. ZMA's Printmaking, which is a premier green printmaking studio run by Liz Chalfin in Massachusetts. And Liz is has been instrumental in promoting green printmaking all over the world. She is quite a force and she she's just a, a wonderful person. And she founded this terrific studio. So free access to two of their video video tutorials on their printmaking online school. Um, not certain yet what Neil Wallace printmaking will be doing. And um, they are in Melbourne, Australia. Um, Melbourne Etching Supplies will be doing something and giving some prizes. Um, and SD Art and Craft Products in the UK, the Japanese Paper Place, which is amazing. Um, mm. In uh, they are out of Canada, and uh, they are going. They always give paper three hundred dollars worth of Heritage Washi. Nice. This year, um, Center for Contemporary Printmaking in Connecticut usually gives um, a workshop uh, admission. Artisan Media in the UK, um, they give video tutorials. And then Pookie Presses does these uh, has these very beautiful, um, as they call it, dashingly assembled and eye-catching presses. And they are in the UK. They offered prizes last year too. So I expect we'll have all of these. Um, we, I, we, I know we will have these particular sponsors. Not exactly sure what all of them are going to give us. But we always get sponsors at the last minute as well. Mm -hmm. People start contacting us saying, how do I be a sponsor? So if any of you out there want to be a sponsor, let us know. (laughs) 
because we're happy to have this sponsorship. We're honored by it and it helps sponsors. It helps printmakers. It helps us. So yeah. it's a win-win everywhere. I love that. Yeah. Cause it just, because this is taking place, of course, in the digital sphere, sphere, you don't need to worry about those elements that are often barriers. So it's just like, it truly can be who is out there who loves printmaking and wants to be a part of this. And then, you know, the supporters of that as well. That's an amazing list of sponsors. Um, Speedball and McLean's helps keep the lights on in our podcast. So we absolutely appreciate them very much. You know, it's, it's amazing that the, the community, you know, really can have no borders beyond internet access uh, is, is so beautiful. So it is, it's, it's really beautiful. And, um, you know, I love that as we are, you know, as they say, opening up um, and things are getting back to normal in quotes, um, things will begin to look possibly a little bit more like they did three years ago. Um, and that's terrific. But it also, as you're talking about the digital world, there was something so incredible about Print Day in May 2020 mm. that I'm actually nostalgic for. <laughs> um, in that we didn't know what to, you know, we didn't know what to do. I mean, you know, it was March and Print Day in May was in May. And, mm. you know, it's in the face of all the fear and everything else that was going on, PDIM seemed like, well, what, you know, that's the last thing we're going to think about. But we continued to think about it. And Cranfield was um, a big part of it that year. And we kept moving forward. And what we found was that the connection that happened through Print Day in May was so moving. Yeah, because so many people I mean, people were not able to open their studios and have, you know, print parties on the streets of Rio like they had before. But it gave people a reason to get back in their studios mm -hmm. after the first few months of, par of paralysis and the comments that we got. Um, the moving posts that we received were incredible. And the connection to our sponsors was deeper that year because of, um, you know, being able to be touched by each other digitally. And, you know, we haven't forgotten about the things that are important to us. And thank you, Print Day and May, for reminding me of what I love to do and reminding me that there's joy and reminding me that there's connection. So, you know, I am so grateful that, mm. um, you know, to all that participated that year, it was really something. And then last year, that kind of continued. Yeah. And this year, we'll see if it's, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's we'll see how it goes every day right now, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> you know, I'm supposed yeah. to go to a reception for a show that I'm in today. It'll be the first reception that I attend. I'll be masked, but I think I'll go tonight. You know, we'll see. Yeah. It's we'll see. Wow. That's, that's really, yeah, really moving what you describe from print day in May 2020. And I just can completely imagine people finding that ability to make that human connection and even that little touch of normalcy. Um, those were so, so important and still are. Um, yes. Yes. And yeah. So that's really wonderful. And it reflects almost a little bit the experience I had with 
the podcast and that, you know, I was just, you know, started in 2018, just, you know, plugging along, talking to print people and releasing episodes. And then all of a sudden, we were isolating, we were separated, we were in fear. And I would get messages from people just saying like, I don't feel alone when I can listen to you talking to another printmaker. Yes, yes. And it would just give me tears like every time, truly, truly. Because it's, as I think, you know, identify with what you're saying about, it just kind of was something that I just wanted to see in the world and it just kind of grew naturally. And, you know, and I never had this ambition that it would be, play a role in a global human tragedy that yes. meant something to someone. You know, you don't think that when you start no, it. No, <laughs> you don't. But it's so true. And it's interesting, you know, what the pandemic has done for uh, for podcasts and for radio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my husband's a radio guy. He's, a, um, he's on a lot of different radio stations. And his work was considered essential work. Yeah. Uh, so he never stopped going to the radio station through the pandemic. And he has a, a number of different kinds of podcasts. You can look at from the bookshelf is one of his uh, where he um, interviews authors. Oh, cool. And he's been doing from the bookshelf for a decade. And now it is so much bigger than it ever was because people need connection to the human voice through the pandemic. And it kept everybody so connected and, and it's given radio um, really a renaissance. So it's really interesting how that happened and how it's happening right now. You know, we do not need to do this on video. We're doing this it's our voices mm-hmm. that are so important. It's like the voice is human touch. So it's uh, it's really profound. Yeah. Um, another thing we did last year that I want to mention that I'd like to revisit at some point, but Print A in May has always been virtual. And, um, and in October, November 2019, I was on a residency in Paris and we got connect. I got connected with a gallery that wanted to do a print day in May exhibition for 2020 in Paris, which was really interesting because we'd always been virtual. And all of a sudden we were going to have a brick and mortar exhibition of mm-hmm. the best of print day in May. So it was very exciting. It was sort of um, an interesting circle that came around. And of course, we couldn't do it because of the pandemic. So what we did um, instead in um, last year in 2021 was we did a virtual exhibition called Traces that people um, applied to and were selected by three international judges. And it was really exciting. And we had the show go all last summer and it was, you know, prestigious and wonderful and we promoted it heavily. And it's another aspect of Print Day in May. We're not doing it this year just Mm -hmm. because it turns out it was just so much work for (laughs) a small team. We just, I just didn't have the bandwidth for it, but it's something that we can always resurrect Um, We can look at brick and mortar gallery shows in the future. So the idea of this virtual platform of this virtual event 
being able to take on different kinds of identities each mm. year and throughout the year is a it's a wonderful fluid model that um, I want to just put out there in the world because you know somebody has a good idea for this and uh, it doesn't cost money <laughs> <laughs> and uh, or it costs little or they want to fundraise for it or they want to get a grant for it and they want to use the mantle of print day in May, I am really open to that sort of thing. So I want to put that out in the world as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really wonderful. And part of what makes our community so great, I think, is that thread of enthusiasm that goes yeah. around the world and thread of needing to make those connections and reaching out and doing them. And so yeah, I love that. So if yeah, if someone has an idea or a venue or anything that, you know, things like this event can be these living, breathing, evolving experiences exactly. in a way that before our digital sphere, you know, you really were limited to, you know, who's who's in my city. Exactly. And exactly. and now it's it can be really, you know, someone from a little town in India can, you know, reach out to you after hearing this podcast with the most brilliant element to add something that you and I could have never thought of. I mean, it's exactly. just it's the um that like collective knowledge and collective passion can just really like raise everything that we do can really elevate um, any undertaking is as, as long as we're open for that. And it's that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you can, you know, people can reach me at uh, print day in May at gmail.com. And, um, you know, three or four of us are looking at the Gmail every day as things ramp up and we get back to you. It's so funny because sometimes people write in and they're all angry because we didn't get back to them, you know, in like seconds. Oh, and, you know, well, what about this? And I, I, I thought you, and I'm like, okay, I understand. Um, but we're not a corporation. Yeah. It's like literally <laughs> like there's five of us this year, which is a big team. So we do the absolute best we can. Um, and, uh, and we really want, you know, somebody's calling and they want me to change their password. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, here, I, I, I will do that. I will get to that. But a lot of this has been, you know, like we have this participants list on the, on the, um, website, which is really funny because it's got, you know, thousands and thousands of participants broken down by country. And literally I have hand entered every name. Oh my gosh. That list. <laughs> this year. <laughs> and I have people like who register and then the next day they're like, where's my name? And I'm like, I'm getting to it. I swear, but it's <clears throat> three days out from the event and you can't believe my inbox. Um, but this year, because of Carrie, uh, we are actually connecting to another way of doing this so that every time someone is registered, I then activate them because we're, yeah. we just, you know, we have to deal with, with, um, spammers, but, um, as soon as they're activated, they're going to be put on this list. And I cannot tell you <laughs> what that does for me. <laughs> It actually means I can probably print on print day in May. Yeah, yeah I bet. I always try to do, but, um, and actually on 2020, it was just me and my husband in my studio. And so I made a whole bunch of YouTube videos that day, which was pretty fun as I was printing. But, um, yeah, we are, we are not like a, 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 we're not in a corporate building in an industrial park yeah, in yeah. Silicon Valley. <laughs> 
that is that is one of the fun things about you know creating something that's accessible to the public is that you then get to deal with the public you know yeah yeah um which is its own learning curve i think yeah has made me uh, a lot more sympathetic when I'm frustrated by something. I'm like, okay, well, it could just be my counterpart in her living room. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, totally. I shouldn't say that. I should tell you that we've got, you know, print AMA stations all over the world and that we're huge. And Right. Know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's so, it's the, one of the things that's so interesting about our modern world is that you can actually have that weird balance of like being huge, but also small, you know, in a way that this is a new experience for humans. Um, You know, like we're, like I've said, we're a team of four people at the podcast, but you know, we get like over 7,000 downloads a week on it. And then you, you time that times that times, you know, anyway, there's just a lot of people who listen and like reach out and kind of, you know, often need or, or want attention or advice or something. And, and, and we can have a large reach at the same time that we can only be four people. And it's, it's a really interesting balance. Um, luckily, for the most part, printmakers tend to be very well behaved, very understanding yeah. and kind yeah. people. And then, and then there's the people who just have something going on in their own life that you get to brush up against. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd love it if you could maybe speak to, in the time we have left, some of the highlights in the last 15 years. I love, love, love the penguin footprints in Antarctica as a print. Um, that makes my heart grow three sizes bigger. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, kind of beyond that, I'm sure you've seen some really wonderful, creative, beautiful, unusual um, contributions to print day in May. Yes, absolutely. We have, um, one of my favorite ones was a, um, a photograph that was sent to us of, it was a black and white photograph of about 20 kids in India with holding a print day in May banner with their handprints all over it. I love it. (laughs) Like, I love that. Um, that was really super special. Um, then I also just love getting um, people in different academic situations and also just in community print shops. They will make posters advertising full on events for the whole month of May Mm. in honor of print day in May or the week or just the day itself. I love that. Um, I, there was a group of people actually in Monterey, you know, coming full circle 10 years later, or actually it was even longer because I think it was last year, um, that, they went down and these were people I didn't know. So they had found out about it, even though it, it had started there. And they went down to the wharf and got fish and did that incredibly beautiful uh, Japanese technique of yeah. fish. That was really beautiful, too, especially since it was in Monterey and it didn't have anything to do with the college. And somehow they had just, you know, heard about it again. So um 
so those are some some really wonderful things. Um, they there are often times when adult printmakers in a print group will spend the day with kids, mm. and that's always really lovely because then you're talking about continuing printmaking through generations. Yeah, and you know we need that. So that's always great. Um, I also loved during 2020 when a lot of people didn't have access to their presses mm-hmm. and, um, you know, for all kinds of reasons and people still printed, they carved pieces of rubber or they carved, um, little pieces of cork from wine bottles mm. and made stamp prints or, um, you know, <laughs> a friend of mine was, uh, traveling, uh, one year and couldn't participate. So she sent a photograph of a margarita glass with her lipstick <laughs> print on it. <laughs> I was like, that's the spirit. <laughs> so, um, and then hoof prints, a lot of my, my horse friends will participate by taking photographs of their horses, hoof prints that, mm-hmm. yeah, so, that kind of thing. Well, and that's something that I like about it as well is that it tends it tends to lean into this idea of everything is printmaking, exactly. and uh, I love that attitude mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And it is wonderful that you know you can have people who are doing just mind-bendingly high-level explorations of color and form and layering and chemicals, you know, sort of through something like lithography that you might see at Tamarind. Yes. And then you can have someone who just kind of understands at the heart of print. It's just that transfer. It's just that. Exactly. And so it can be lipstick or hoof prints um, or hand prints. And that is beautiful. And I, I, the, one of the, the things at the heart of Hello Print Friend, which is part of the reason why it's called Hello Print Friend, <laughs> you know, is that inclusivity and, yeah. and this idea that the, the rising tide raises all boats. The spirit of community is good for humans individually and collectively. And that printmaking has a wonderful way of getting people to that, getting people to that connection. And the best way to do that is saying, you know, yes, your 10 plate lithograph is a print and yes, your penguin footprints is a print. Exactly. Exactly. We, one of our favorite photographs is someone who inked up an ear of corn and rolled it. Oh yeah. I mean, how brilliant is that? Um, and at the same time, one of my missions, I'm hoping, you know, every, every year I try to increase reach in a certain way. And this year, I really want to reach out to academics who are so beleaguered by mm. the pandemic. And I say to them, hey, make print day in May, make participation your final, um, you know, your final project, like give yeah. yourselves a break, give your students a break, have fun, use print day in May to just let them enjoy being printmakers to let you enjoy being printmakers and to be proud of having gotten through another year like this. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I think I can, I can piggyback on that a bit because it for the podcast, because I know people are already using the podcast in academic settings, but oh my gosh, instructors just assign them to listen to one of these and do exactly. a write up. Like, exactly. yes. <laughs> give, like yes. please, you know, um, yeah. like, you know, just take, some of that off your plate. Uh, it is 
free. It is very easy to find, you know, both Hello Print Friend and Print Day in May. Yes, exactly. Use the energy that already exists in the world, please. Because um, goodness knows um, instructors all over the world and, and all medium have really been shouldering a tremendous burden. Um, Believable. And, and yeah, we, we see you and we love you. And if we can at all help, we're yes. here. <laughs> yes. Let us know how we can help. I mean, I'm, I would be thrilled to do anything I can for students out there and obviously for their professors. So yes, let yeah. us help. Yeah. Wonderful. So I guess my, my, one of my last questions here is just one that I ask a fair amount of guests because it is one that I ponder quite a bit. But it is like, what is it about printmaking that makes these communities, you know, so special? And, you know, I hear people say things like, I never had friends until I came to a print studio. Yes, I hear that too. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, I think it's that when you pull something off of a plate onto another surface, piece of paper, piece of cloth, whatever it is, it's magic. Mm-hmm. And so I really think that it's shared magic. I think that it's people who have that <gasps> moment <laughs> at the same time. That is profound. And I think that, you know, you you can't help but encourage each other. You can't help but um, celebrate successes in that environment. And so I really think that's what it is. Um, I think once you've shared that magic and you realize that with, you know, even one other person with you, it's an exponential increase of energy and positivity and fun. Um, it's uh, that sets you off on a path of friendship. Mm. Yeah. You know, that's that's how I see it. That's how I always ran my program at school um, was, you know, look at the magic this person just created. And, you know, we'd be someone would be about to pull a really complicated piece or even a really simple piece, even if it's just their first piece. And it would be like, all right, everybody watch this. And then, you know, instantly there'd be 30 people around the press with, you know, cameras and it would be like this collective. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, that just goes really far. Yeah. Ooh, I love that answer that, yeah, we're all kind of sharing this the magic. Like, this magic. Yeah, we're, I'm just trying to think of like a, a metaphor, like we're all these like alchemists, you yes. know, working together, <laughs> um, you know. Right. Well, we've created, you know, gold out of straw. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. and, and that 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 magic is what keeps bringing people back. And, yeah. you know, and also the idea that, you know, for, and I always tell my students this, for every one of you standing here in the studio today, there is a different way of solving this problem. Mm. And so the idea that, that you can learn from others that, you know, you've got your way that you think you can solve the problem and you can, but so can every single other person do it differently, which then when you bring that energy into your brain, it expands your brain and your heart. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that, that transfer of knowledge that happens. So, Oh, sorry. My phone, <laughs> sorry. I had thought I had my phone on, um, on silent, but it was, it just, a call came in. Sorry about that. Um, these things happen. Yeah. If you know, three years of podcasting, you think I would have gotten that part down yet. Um, <laughs> 
but yeah, I was, I was going to say, you know, and that that free transfer of knowledge. Yeah. Um, that is a bonding agent between it two really people. Is. Yeah. It is. And it's physical. Printmaking is physical. So helping each other do things is critical. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a really bonding thing too. You know, you you see someone out of the corner of your eye who is like struggling to get a, a plate across the room safely and you run over and help. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, that's something people don't forget. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I love also the conversations that can happen around the creative process. How you can just be in a studio and someone can be like, "Why don't I like this image?" Yes. and you can be like, "Let's let's have a chat," you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think that can be really great and really bonding as well. Just that Absolutely. exploration of why isn't this working for you and what's going on in that? Because that can be a really personal conversation. Yes. Um, and of course, you know, we we bond through vulnerability. This is how humans uh, create long-standing friendships and social connections is Absolutely. the more vulnerable you are, the more people will think that they have a connection to you and no and not just think it will, will have a connection to you yeah and you'll have a connection and and you know i mean if somebody is in their in their kitchen and they're making a painting and they're you know not an experienced painter and they're embarrassed to show it and you know they put it in a closet or whatever no one ever sees it if you're in a print studio starting out you're exposed yeah and that is a vulnerability you know that takes courage to be in there with other people. And when you, you know, the other thing about printmaking is that you, I, as an experienced printmaker, can learn unbelievable amounts from beginning printmakers. Like mm -hmm. I can learn something from everyone. So I can use that in my practice. And then that I can say, wow, that's a brilliant idea. I never thought of that. Or look at that mark you just made. How did you get that mark? Like mm. that empowers people. And that's yeah, another yeah. thing that happens is it, through that shared knowledge is that people, they, you lose the hierarchy. Mm -hmm. And that's a really beautiful thing too. Yeah. Both of those are really, really beautiful points. That idea of, of needing to be or not being able to hide those early wobbly, bambly legs image making <laughs> yeah. moments. Yes. Um, and then also, you know, the fact that printmaking is such a huge camp. It's so complex. There's so many different ways of doing things within every medium. And, oh. and yet we constantly are learning and trading ideas. And that's brilliant and beautiful. And I think is a perfect note to end on because Sounds good to me. I, I think that that's just wonderful. And I'm really excited that print day in May exists and that we're getting to <laughs> share it with people. And I hope that people listen and want to participate and um, just, you know, continue our global community of printmakers because it's one of my favorite things I have ever discovered on this planet. <laughs> so Absolutely. Me too. I kind of lucked into it. And boy, was I, I just got hooked. I've never looked back. Wonderful. Well, Robin, it's been a delight to talk to you and hear your love and passion for printmaking and building community. And thank you for the work that you do. And let us know if we can help it all over here on Hello Print Friend, our little team of four. You know, we'll, we'll definitely... <laughs> we, should get our, we should get our teams together sometime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be really fun. We're not that far away from each other. No. We should, we should all be all printing together so, at some point. We could do like a... a 
a you know print uh, I don't know what you would call ourselves you know like print amplifier retreat in Joshua Tree. We'll meet halfway. Oh my God, yeah. I just was there for the first time last last week. I'm I'm with you. Wonderful, I love okay. it. So okay. great, thank you so much. Uh, this has been a real pleasure, and you know, uh, print on. Yeah, beautiful print on, and um, yeah, we will be in touch and look forward to following print day in May this year. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Robin. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. If you like today's episode, we have a Patreon where you can help us keep the lights on and get bonus content like Shop Talk Shorts with our editor, Timothy Pauschak, who digs deep on materials, processes, and techniques with our guests. Also, if you've listened this far, you might be that special kind of print friend who would leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us. It lightens our hearts, and we would love it if you did. Well, that's our show for this week. Join me again next week when my guest will be Catherine Brimberry, founder of the iconic Flatbed Press of Austin. We talk about how a controversial mural in her hometown post office lit the spark of interest in art for her as a young girl, her road to starting Flatbed, and how she's kept the institution going for over 30 years. You won't want to miss it. This episode, like all episodes, was written and produced by me, Miranda Metcalf, with editing by Timothy Pauschak and music by Joshua Weber. I'll see you next week.